am special guest Tom Bosworth. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Power Motion Picnic Hour. As always, I'm your host, Dave, and as always, alongside me, holding down his end of the bargain, fifty percent of the hosting duties, is Trevor. Oh, Trevor, what's going on? Um, I mean, we just had an amazing interview. Yeah, what a week. What a week over here at the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Uh, that was so great. The The cat is out of the bag, as the kids like to say, uh, when they're done monkeying around, that is. The, the, <laughs> kid, the cat is out of the bag that this week's special guest was uh, and is Tom Bosworth. Tom Bosworth, um, world record uh, holder, um, still holds the, the fastest ever time in a race walking mile. Um and many other race walking distances and just a fantastic person and just a real pleasure to to chat with him. Yeah, that was so great. I, I did more research before this interview than I have for any other interviews previously, but I still learned a lot uh, and had a great time talking to Tom. And that was so wonderful. Um, well, he was our first Olympian. We had to, to step up, um, step up the game slightly, so to speak. Exactly. And um and no prior connection. So I just think it was it was just so cool of Tom to uh to 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 jump at our request and um and join us for a conversation that that we know uh the listeners will all love. Yeah, Tom joined us for a great conversation. Uh he's gonna join us for next week's community mile. The community mile That's is right. actually probably only gonna be a day or two after this episode's released. So the the upcoming community mile. Um, but I guess no need to tease it further. Maybe we should just go right to our talk with Tom. Yeah, let's do it. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Yeah, no, we're not we're not too hardcore about the quality as long as it's, you know, decent enough so people can enjoy listening to it. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, and and you know, if if we have any dropouts or anything, we can get creative with the the editing and get yeah. <laughs> get kind of make it an avant garde podcast. Yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Tom, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Um, it's amazing to have you here. We like to we like to kick off our interviews by having our guests um, introduce themselves and just say their name and if they want anything else they'd like to say about themselves. OK, well, yeah, my name is Tom Bosworth. Uh, I am British, as you can probably tell from my accent. And uh, yeah, I am an Olympic athlete uh, and have done some various achievements in the mad world of race walking. And you've done some quite significant achievements. So <clears throat> we first came to learn of you, Tom, um, when we were just curious, what is the fastest race walking time? And your name popped up right away. Um, <laughs> since learned that you are also, you also hold many records at other distances, correct? Yeah, basically from the mile all the way up to, to 20K, whether some of them are world records, and some of them are just the British records. So I shouldn't say just, are yeah. British records. Uh, just, <laughs> just, just a British record, <laughs> defeating uh, millions and millions of possible competitors. Um, yeah, we, what was it? We had, we had a special guest on whose father had, had their high school record for the race walking mile, which is what piqued nice. our interest in it. Yeah. And, and I think we got, we, we've been planning this, this uh, local one mile, uh, race event and we were, i think i was wondering or if i could possibly run faster than a <laughs> a race walking mile world record um, nice we're I'm, gonna I'm sure you can 
Oh, I don't think I can, but but we're gonna <laughs> test it. We're gonna test it anyway. <laughs> I because I had no idea what the time was when we when we brought it up. Um, yeah. How did you How did you get into race walking originally? Uh, yeah, I I joined a local athletics club. I was 11 years old, um, and so I went down to the track. I kind of never really. I always loved sport as a kid, but I never really thought it was for me. I'm scrawny. I've always been really skinny, so kind of the sports in England, uh, football, soccer, and and rugby. Um, and they kind of just, I really enjoyed doing it, but I just got beaten to a pulp <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> so um, when I found track, it was, you know, I could go as fast or as slow as I wanted and I just could enjoy it for what it, what it was. Um, and I tried running and then, you know, there happened to be this race walk coach uh, there, which down in the South of England, there's quite a few uh, at the athletics club. So yeah, I, uh, I started off and I was awful at it, but, I just did it for fun and and nothing more. And I think my parents just enjoyed the break when I'm not there. <laughs> I just trained <laughs> once or twice and that was it. And and never, ever, ever would I have dreamt it would have taken me where it has. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, what a, what a crazy journey. We, I, I, I was a scrawny kid, so I can, yeah. I can relate. And I play, I play you get rock. it, you get it. Oh yeah. And I, at some point I was just talking about this when I was like 11, I quit, uh, football or what you know what we call soccer to play uh american football which was a terrible okay. choice <laughs> the, the scrawniness is exploited even worse um, yeah yeah and that one yeah i probably should have uh quit and started doing track yeah we didn't we didn't have race walking where i grew up so i was i was surprised to learn about our our previous guest whose father did it in i think in queens new york so in new york city they had race walking yeah and this was probably what would that have been the 60s maybe so this this was our our first special guest actually pierce Lydon. um they are the 2022 new york city non-binary runner of the year and they told us about race walking and that led us down this path to us ultimately reaching out to you tom just just sort of out of the blue and just so appreciate that you you responded and um I think our initial request was to see if you wanted to participate in the the community mile, which we would still still love for you to um, to do if you're if you're game. It's next Tuesday the twelfth, and we have a the live event in New York, as you know, but also taking um, self reported times from all over the world. So um, I guess that's your official uh, invitation. I'm sure I'm sure I can get out for for a mile. That's for sure. And will you will you run or will you race walk or will you ambulate another way? This, that's another thing. We're sort of open to any form of ambulation for this particular event. Okay, nice. Uh, no, I'd probably, uh, right now I'd probably run it. So I retired from race walking twelve months ago, pretty much to the day. And, wow. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, so it's been a bit of a transition for me over the last twelve months, going out of living an athlete lifestyle, where your whole day and life is dedicated to one thing. Uh, so it's been quite strange, but I was almost forced, I guess, into retirement a little bit through injury. Uh, and my lower back was in a bad, bad way. Had ended up with injections, facet joint injections in my spine and an epidural and all sorts. And the doctor just said to me, look, Tom, you've, you've worn your body away. You need to uh, take good care of yourself and consider how much longer you're going to do it. And I was going to go on to Paris 2024, do a third Olympics, but I wasn't going to be competitive. And having been at the front of races, I don't want to be there just to make up the numbers. So mm -hmm. I thought I could get way more out of life now at this point. And, uh, you know, I've achieved more than I ever thought possible. So yeah, now I'm, you know, when you, when you train twice a day, you're addicted to exercise. So mm -hmm. I'm still running now most days. I go to the gym every day. I'm trying to 
turn myself from a scrawny athlete to <laughs> a slightly less scrawny non-athlete now. So yeah, but I still end up randomly running 10 miles on a Sunday for fun and things like that. But I do enjoy it because it's important to say that because yeah, I, I don't do it because I feel like I need to anymore. And if it's mm-hmm. raining outside, which is a lot in England, it rains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I go, nah, I'm going to stay in bed. <laughs> this was a question. So we, we have sort of an active listening community and somebody was curious and um, can you run faster than your race walking mile? Um, well, I'd like to think so, but it's, okay. it's 5.31 at the end of the day, which is, you it's know, fast. it's you've got to go through a kilometer at about 328 yeah. or something so yeah i don't know i don't know right now either because obviously you will, you will find out at the community mile there you go i am actually trying and i'm i'm doing a little bit of a series on on my social media um about trying to run a half marathon quicker than i used to walk it <laughs> which i might change to like 5k because <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to average that as 358 a kilometer for 21 kilometers. And I, I've only just kind of started to acknowledge how mad and how fast my, my old sport and livelihood was. So, um, and what when was people your say half? they can't, uh, half was, um, one, it's got, to, I've got to do it in basically one hour, 23 and a half to, to, um, run it faster than I used to walk it. That's fast. So, <laughs> That's really fast. I mean, yeah, it's mad. It, it is mad. Yeah, when we first thought to look up the world record for a race walking mile time, we figured, I mean, we, we knew it would be fast, but it was, <laughs> it was very fast. It was, it was a lot faster fast. I think, than we thought, um, which was cool to find out. I, I, I watched recently, you shared, I think on your Instagram, um, you did, what was it, a, a one kilometer race, race walking against a runner? Yeah. And what, what yeah, was that the, was, that was awesome. to see if they could not lap you. Is that what it was? Yeah, that was it. That was it. So we were just at one of the Diamond Leagues last year. Uh, no, last year, 2018. Um, I, I kind of, after I, I had a bit of a breakthrough race at the Rio Olympics and I finished sixth and I broke the British record and I kind of went to some of the big meet directors and said, can you put race walking on, you know, in Britain? Because if you had another athlete in a different event that finished in the top eight, you know, that was so up there, you would, you'd kind of, they'd be promoted. They would have a 1500 meters or a hundred meters or the pole vault or whatever it is um so at london diamond league in 2017 they they agreed and they said yeah okay we're gonna do it and this is how the mile came around and and <laughs> and believe it or not the miles actually competed quite a lot mile and 3k kind of short track events easy to fit into meets quick uh, and they're mm-hmm. over uh, so it's quite it, i was like yeah this has awesome fun and they were like well you have to break the world record and i was like <laughs> oh well you have to go off and try and break the uh, yeah. world record if, if if you want to do it. That's what we're going to advertise it as. And I was like, oh, God. Uh, okay, <laughs> but I, I'm always up for a challenge, so let's do it. And it obviously worked well. So the following year, uh, we were, like, coming up with ideas. We did a couple of indoor races, and then they said, we want to do something fun with it and demonstrate just how fast you guys walk. Um, so we were going to do it. It was actually going to, originally going to be against, me against Mo Farah, but uh, he was kind of announcing his first retirement then, so it was running a different race. And uh, a good mate of mine, he's a pro, pretty much a pro runner. Uh, they asked him to do it. Um, and we thought we could get sort of a normal level runner in and we have a race, you know, us against. But we actually thought, how can we make it? it that was quite hard to predict, to find somebody who could run a kilometre in about 3.28. Has yeah. to be quite fit. 
mm-hmm. they'd probably be able to outkick me because of the technique. So they're like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna quite work or be as impressive. So they got Adam in to see if he had run uh, three and a half laps, and I walked two and a half laps to see if he could if he could catch me and <laughs> he didn't quite so it worked out really well so that's uh, great yeah it was a great ending i recommend anyone go back and watch it i like i think as you're rounding the last curve right you, you get to the last straightaway you do a little look over your shoulder <laughs> yeah yeah and we were but you know we knew what we had to do we had to totally play it up for cameras as well we discussed a bit of a plan and how you know because when we were doing it the first two laps in the crowd people were like we don't really know what we're watching here there's one guy running and then in the last lap as it was like he's chasing me down it, it was it was it was great so um yeah that video went went viral because race walking often does my tiktok blows up all the time because they're like what is this some people are really impressed other people are just like they don't get the sport and they're they often can be quite derogatory and it's i'm just like ah don't don't sort of past comment on something until you really understand it. yeah but that's that's what i like about these videos because then some people are quite cool about it and they go or other people explain the rules or say oh man this is actually way harder than you realize and, and then people like start to respect it way more and they see the times and they go what that's mad yeah uh, so yeah that's why i do it and i keep just trying to promote the event that's cool yeah no it's just like any other sport or any other event once you understand it and, and kind of get into it it's exciting in its own way i actually think that's kind of a great event the three and a half to two and a half lap because <laughs> yeah. that, that, like that's kind of just like a crazy moment at the end you know as, as like as you could really see when you looked over your shoulder that someone is kind of how far are they like am i yeah. gonna get caught it's kind of a cool moment it's very um, cool yeah it's also just like a cool like party trick to you could effectively walk into i'm sure most pubs and beat almost anybody in there walking versus run as fast as you can and pick a distance and you'll you'll likely beat them uh i think it would be fair I've, to say i've i've had a lot of free pints by going <laughs> down those those lines it's like outside let's go from this lamppost to that one and see who can get there quicker and no one ever believes it and then and the trouble is now, occasionally, very occasionally, people go, ah, oh, no, I, I've seen you online or I saw you on yeah. Twitter. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So occasionally I get recognized, but only very occasionally. I never oh. even thought about that. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're going to have to start like doing it somewhere farther away. Like yeah. when, when like when Sasha Baron Cohen had to come to America to get people oh, yeah. who didn't know who he was. <laughs> you're going to have to do that. Yeah. I, didn't yeah, think, right. I didn't even yeah. think about it as a bar trick. I have a, I have a friend who she's like... um she can out wall sit like anybody and she'll oh, really yeah like she can she can wall sit just forever and she'll she'll challenge in a bar she'll go up to like the toughest looking biggest strongest gym looking guy and challenge yeah. him and i've never seen her lose and she'll nice. she'll, be, she'll always be up there for like uh she'll be doing it for minutes and finally when they're about to crap out she'll usually have one of her friends come over to her and sit on her lap <laughs> and then she can still do nice. it yeah, yeah. This nice. is I don't know what it is, but yeah, I never thought about race walking as a as a bar trick. <laughs> My mates so, use it more than I, yeah. I do. They, they they're like this this guy can walk faster than you can run and this sort of thing. And then all the time, the phones are out filming it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. No, you're a serious athlete. They're yeah. just a bunch of <laughs> bunch of goofballs at a pub. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're definitely a bit of a celebrity in our little world of the Power Motion Picnic Hour podcast uh, and um 
we, we haven't told many of the the listeners that that we were having you on just wanted to make sure it it it, it, it went down and uh, I think I think a lot of people are going to be very pleasantly surprised um oh great thank you so thanks yeah, again. No, I, yeah, I did so, tell so I did pleased. tell I did tell one friend yesterday like who, one friend who's a, who's a regular listener and he was beyond thrilled so but oh, <laughs> awesome yeah oh, but, I'm delighted but we didn't even tease it to most of the audience. We wanted them to just, you know, when, when it downloads to their their smartwatch or their, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. On uh, out on a run. Yeah, yeah, they're out on a run. They'll get it there. So and now I'm not even sure for our community mile. I, I mean, we thought there's a couple people in this in this sphere that that could probably do a faster than one five thirty-one mile. Um, but we're not sure if they're participating and now that you're not sure if you can outrun that, you, your race walking time might actually win the community mile because that's our benchmark. There's sort of the two measures of faster or slower than that. And then we also put in a, a level of enjoyment factor. So even the people doing sort of like our moms, for example, who are planning to just walk a mile, um, yeah. you know, if they have just a blast out there, they, we want them to be in contention too. They could win um, yeah, if they have by far the most fun. Even, yeah, even, even with yeah. their non-race walking <laughs> pace, regular, regular old school walking. Yeah, I actually tried race walking. I went for a short run earlier today, and I had seen one of your videos as well, sort of explaining. Um, and and I should probably put race walking in quotes because if you saw it, you would have said that you know <laughs> something <laughs> something off about the, about that race walker's form. Um, but I tried the the straight leg heel strike hit and there's something about the motion that like it, it like because I went from sort of a jog into a race walk and the cadence kind of like the, you you sort of pick up the cadence a little bit like yeah. it sort of forces you to go sort of fast yeah and that, so the technique is especially if you run the technique is really hard to pick up to start with and what you you probably find is even though yeah you, you, your stride and you, as you say your cadence will pick up your time obviously slows down and that can be quite frustrating and often people go oh i don't feel like i've worked quite as hard but my shins are hurting my legs are hurting or whatever so when you start it, it can be quite frustrating because that straight leg motion is just so unnatural it's so um sort of it's it, basically the reason we get to a limit because there is an absolute speed limit and i'll explain in a minute why i could get to the speeds i could Whereas you, and then you'll ultimately break into a run. Because when we used to do VO2 max testing, we would do mm -hmm. VO2 peak testing because I could still go on another level, but my technique would go and and it would be, I'd just be running at that point. Wait, so, what is what but, is that? VO2, whatever you just said. <laughs> so, so like VO2 max is obviously you're on a treadmill and you're, you're, you're smashing it until uh, the speed keeps increasing and often the incline keeps increasing and they're measuring all, everything that's coming out of your oxygen, you know, all sorts, uh, CO2. So VO2 peak is kind of the point before you would basically be nearly dead at the end of the, uh, and you can't do anymore. <laughs> okay, it's gotcha. where, where, for us, it would have been, where does the race walk technique fall apart? Mm. Just before then, that's our peak. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> but for me, if you watch some of my videos and you see my technique and if you pause it, sometimes my leg is bowed backwards. Mm -hmm. It's It looks gross. And I kind of totally understand why I have so <laughs> many tendon, ligament, nerve, or nerve issues um, as a result. But it basically acted like, like an elastic band. So I could, my turnover was insane. A, a rival of mine used to say, I just don't, 
I could never do the speeds you you do on the shorter stuff because he's so opposite to me. He's all muscled, powerful turnover. Mm -hmm. I'm just spring, 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 which is why I could walk the track times. I did 18 minute 5K, you know, and the 3K 10.30. But then I would struggle because over the 20K distance, which was the international distance, and I just often, I'd have to really pace myself slightly different because I know that that would become worn out as the race went on and as soon as that spring goes i, I lose mm -hmm. my pace so i had to really pace myself differently um but i love the track stuff because i could just <laughs> go so fast yeah that's amazing and so it's sort of an extreme would you call it like mechanical efficiency or or something like yeah, that Yeah, because people say oh you know they don't really get the technique sometimes why does it make it is that you know it's just running with a straight leg and i, I, I get get what people are saying sometimes but if you go out and you just walk fast, if you, if you need to, you know, you're, you're late and you're just walking fast, you naturally reach out in front of you, land on your heel with a kind of straight leg. So mm -hmm. it is just the most extreme version of walking. And when you break that down to people, they kind of understand it. And the other bit of the other rule, straight leg, and then you have to have one foot on the ground at, at all times. And again, we get slated all the time. There's pictures of us having both feet off the ground and people <laughs> say, oh, everyone, you know, everyone's running, all, all this sort of thing. And again, I have to explain to people they they purposely do it for visual uh, visible loss of contact because I say to somebody imagine doing a 20k Olympic race and ha having that's you basically do about 20,000 steps in there and you can't have any more than three steps off the ground otherwise you will get disqualified it would it's just impossible to do that just through pure error human yeah. error there will naturally be more than three steps in twenty thousand. um and and biomechanically they've t done some tests uh, actually they did it at the uni i was at and it showed there's no there's no advantage for the athlete having both feet off the ground until it becomes visible until it basically becomes too much is clearly running huh. um so that's why the rules have been as they have been for for years and years and years but people often don't understand that or, or and you're not going to sit there and explain that to every muppet on social media but <laughs> again yeah no who's, who's got the time <laughs> yeah yeah so but, but, yeah. I, I think that that's i mean with all the technology and there's a lot of debate in a bunch of sports about that is sort of like when do you yeah. when but i i think i'm always i'm always generally in the camp of leave some human discretion like even if you could get it down to a you know, a super exact science and use tech, like it's not really the, the point, right? No, it, it really, it really isn't. It's, you know, in our event, judges have to be of a certain level before they can, you know, yeah. judge internationally. Uh, it, you know, it works uh, at a high, high level and it's, and it, you just would take the fun away, you know, let alone the cost. If you yeah. keep bringing technology into all sports, it's fine in big sports that have loads of money, but track and field doesn't. You keep, in more and more tech and and you're just killing it i don't trust the robots anyway i've been, I've been watching the u.s open and uh you know everything there is now like but the, they keep calling phantom lets the uh they keep calling things oh, lets no. that are, everyone is like that's not a let and it's like yeah. there goes there goes the the robot again <laughs> the, same, the same thing's happening here in in our premier league in the in in the in football var is oh yeah it's just controversy after controversy. I've been, I've, I've been watching a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. So tech just doesn't always yeah. work either. So 
Who's, um, who, who's your team? Yeah. Who do you support in the Premier League? Well, actually, during COVID, I um I worked at Everton, uh, which is up in Liverpool, yep. or just uh, uh yeah, and they are big rivals of Liverpool, but um they're not any good. No, uh, they're in but, they're in like they're in the relegation zone right now. All the time, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. But so I kind of become attached to them because they were a great club to work at. That's cool. And, um, just really nice people. Uh, I do a lot in the community as well. So um, awesome. Yeah, that's kind of my, my theme for my sins. That's no, that's that's <laughs> yeah, it's a hard, it's a tough one. I actually watched their last yeah. game last season when they just avoided relegation, and yeah. now yeah. they're setting up for the same kind of drama uh, this yeah. year. I'm actually wearing a shirt that I bought in Liverpool. Oh, nice. <laughs> Paul McCartney. Oh, is it? Oh, Paul McCartney. Nice. The Beatles. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Okay, wait. Where, where were we before? I was, we got a lot of tangents <laughs> we, on we, this we show. Were on, yeah, we were on robots. We were on... <laughs> That's a tangent use, too, use, almost. Yeah. Use of technology. Um, so I did want to ask, and, and feel free to get into it or not. Uh, this is, again, very open forum, Tom. But, um, you know, sort of loved looking more into your background Um Two things. You've been very vocal. So one, you're you're an absolute world class athlete, top of your sport. Maybe you know retired now, but but you 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 are world record holder across multiple dimensions. Um, and I just love that you've been so vocal about um, mental health and the impact that sort of the the training regimen had at your peak uh, as one aspect, and then secondarily about just just inclusion and diversity in, in sport. And I think the fact that you've sort of just been so out there with those things, um, you know, just just I, I, we, we love that. So um, one, I guess, yeah, just wanted you. to commend commend you for it. And if there's anything you want to, to comment on in those areas, uh, give you the floor for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's I've just always lived quite, quite openly, really, since since I came to sort of terms with who I who I was and who I am and uh, you know uh, everybody's journey is slightly different with that, those sorts of things and and uh, to, to be honest I've always just been uh, I've never sort of seen the issue of speaking about these things to, to anybody and and I just think that's good anyway and we're in an era now where that's being championed and is, and is encouraged so you know none of it was really done on on purpose or mm-hmm. or yeah, it was just me. It's just, I've just been me, and that's and as my profile's risen, and uh, you know, I've had a bit more attention and things like that. Uh, these things become news stories and stuff, which is a little bit sad, but it's it's important as well, especially on the mental health side of things mm-hmm. within sport right now. We're seeing we're seeing so much because again, it's like when people talk about race walking, give it a go and just see how hard it is, and then consider walking five k in eighteen minutes. Right. Uh, it's it's <laughs> the same with there is nothing like living as an athlete in any other walk of life, I don't think, because every aspect of your life will hinder or benefit your performance, whether that's sleep, whether that's socializing, whether that's you're able to train or not, injuries, illness, what you eat, you know, all of this stuff. And for day in, day out, you we sometimes have three or four weeks off at the end of each summer so in september will be our break and they would just start again and you know again it's it's not big sports where you're getting loads of money i was so lucky to do it full time and earn enough money to to do it full time but that's it it wasn't i'm not driving around in a lamborghini and you know with a mansion uh it's i live a very very normal life uh and as i say i totally appreciate being able to do it full time but at the end of the day if you want to succeed at that level you have to do it full time and and 
you know athletes getting paid and things like that is is such a necessity it sport does so much for our society and so yeah i've just i've just naturally always been quite open and, and the fact that it has made a difference to some people's lives i get some awesome messages online and from all around the world when they stumble across my name or my profiles or saw some, some video online or something it's awesome it just yeah a lot of people say oh you, you know you're putting yourself out there make it a bit vulnerable and uh or it might look like this it might look like that and i'm like yeah great i still i still wake up every day and walk my dog and you know <laughs> be me what, what they think doesn't really affect that at the end of the day when i close that door and then walk into the house and and yeah that's why i'm just happy to keep keep banging the drum that's awesome that's Aside from how difficult it might be for the dog to keep up on the walk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah, no, thank you. And we'll see if you get an extra bump, uh, a small but devoted bump of followers from appearing on awesome. the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, our our fan base or our listener base, while small, is intense. <laughs> nice. I find that with runners. <laughs> yeah, it's probably similar to Everton. Um, <laughs> we... <laughs> We are the Everton of uh, of running podcasts. Running I think. podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Always, always in risk of. We didn't. You might not even know there's a lower zone you can get sent to with podcasting, but <laughs> we're always at risk of getting sent there. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll push. We'll push this hard then. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we'll have an exciting end of the season, just like they did. Yeah. We'll nice. make. We'll make Bobo's regret. Um, failing to sponsor the mile and yeah. uh declining yeah. to fly you to new york and uh that that whole madness i know we'll, we'll see where that whole saga takes us um yeah we did you always ask, ask God, yeah. we, we did ask bobos to fly you in to come to the mile and that's okay that they they passed on this one it was i get did, it yeah they, i get it that's fine there's a lot of there's a lot of events and a lot of people get being you know requested to be shuttled around the world and we'll have another one and yeah, maybe in maybe in a future one. I don't know. Would you are you so are you done race walking altogether or would you like you're just not going to yeah, do it no. anymore? Yeah, I, I, I still can do it and obviously not to the level that, that I did. But no, I still I, I, I'm happy to do it. I do it quite a lot on social media. I do a lot of sort of okay. training okay. days, demonstrations, that that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, it would hurt. I could <laughs> probably walk a, I don't know, maybe a, tw a 25 minute, 5k. What do you, what do you think you could do in a courses. mile now? Oh, I don't know. You know, I think I think I'd probably get close uh, six and a half, so, maybe. I was going to say, well, we're going to see what I do at the Community Mile next week. But maybe for the next one, and we can sell Bobos on this, me running and you walking could be a race. And that might, yeah, nice. <laughs> depending on, we'll see what my, I have no idea what my time is going to look like. I haven't tried to run a mile like that's been timed since like, I don't know, high school. You'll have to uh, give me a few months notice so I can <laughs> yeah. get some training in. <laughs> no, get we'll plan. Money. Yeah. Yeah, you got to train up for it. Um, but maybe that maybe that'll end up being a, a good matchup. Uh, yeah, it's tough tough to say. I'm I'm excited to find out what I'm gonna run, and I haven't even I haven't revealed my <clears throat> my strategy, but I have developed one. So that's way oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, right. I've I've got it's similar to how we didn't tell our our listeners that Tom was coming on the show. I haven't told anyone my strategy for the mile next week. Never never do. Because then when it doesn't work out the way you planned, which never does, nope. nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. If it's a great triumph, I can talk about it and, and talk about how brilliant I was. And I knew it was going to go like there that. What's the what's the longest race walking distance? Is it 20K? Yeah, so it's uh, the event, like, like the Olympics in general right now, is going through a lot of changes. So for the, the two standard distances for years used to be 20K and 50K. 
Mm. I, I don't really know why they ended up, the distances have, have changed over the last hundred years Okay. from 10 miles, 30 miles. And women could only do 10 K for, for many years and so on. But now going forward at every Olympics, there's, there's um, a 20 K for men and women. And there is going to be, we don't really know how it's going to work, but they're trying to jazz these things up. So they've taken the 50K out of the Olympics, which is a real shame because it used to be an absolute spectacle, especially the last 10K. Mm-hmm. People <laughs> have shit themselves. Yes. Collapse, people have, you know, it's brutal. Get into that technique. Yeah. And the, the world record is something like 4.15 a kilometre for 50K walking. It's just disgusting. I never did one because it's wrong. But, <laughs> It was great. It was it was great entertainment. So, uh, you know, and I've seen somebody disqualified at forty nine k as well, which is why I love the walks because in a marathon you don't have that jeopardy. You always have the jeopardy of uh, jeopardy of being disqualified. So, wow, yeah. Uh, in, they're in doing the, like a in the uh, running world um, that fifty k is is ultra. We call that an ultra distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the start of it, isn't it? It's because eight k more than a marathon, and so yeah. Um, but they're doing, there's now at the world championships, there's 20K and there's 35K. So uh, why that distance? Nobody really knows. A little bit less time on, on the roads and TV time and that sort of thing, I guess. But at the Olympic Games, they're, they're doing a 30, no, they're not. They're doing a marathon race walk relay. Huh. Ooh. Like so, multiple marathons or, or like no, staged in different like segments? It's. A guy and a girl from each country do, does 10K each. Yeah, they're going to do 10K each. This is why it's, I don't think it's going to work. <laughs> uh, guy goes first, then the girl, then the guy, then the girl. And yeah, I think one of them at one point will walk 12K, so it works out at 42K. And there's going to be like seven red cards across them both for the whole race or something like that. This is what I've heard on a grapevine. Oh, um, wow. Normally, normally it's three red cards. Then you end up in the pen- in the penalty zone uh, for two minutes, uh, and if you get a fourth, you're you're disqualified. But it could be fun. Like who knows? It could be really good watch. Uh, it could be a bit dramatic. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm interested. I watched the. Yeah. I, I'm still talking about from the the Tokyo Olympics the the mixed men and women's uh, doubles ping pong match I saw between Japan and China. That's still oh, one of yeah. the, that's still one of the best sporting events I've ever seen. I was staying up way later than I should have been. Nice. <laughs> Just couldn't turn it off, uh, despite having to work yeah. in the morning. So yeah, so maybe this yes. will be this will be mine for yeah. this year. Yeah, nice. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the tip. Let's see. We are we are running a little low on time, but one thing we like to talk about on this show frequently is music and and what kind of music we like to run to and what kind of music we like to walk to. So do you run or? Or race walk to music, and if so, do you have any favorites or recommendations? Uh, I I never did because training had to. There was so much focus about, around training, but now I do. Uh, I run uh, with music in, and I kind of just put Spotify on a bit of a shuffle for my songs, mm-hmm. and then it, sh- it throws in some ones that I don't always listen to, which is nice. <laughs> and I, I've got a real mix. I could listen to '90s pop, to classic, uh, classical music, to you know. Uh, indie music. Uh, I really, mm-hmm. I, I just love music. I find it so inspiring. I, I love uh, Hans Zimmer's uh, running to Hans Zimmer and of oh. his sort of movie. Um, what what are the what's the correct word um, for the pieces of music he creates? Like scoring, but, film scoring. Scoring, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's just 
like you're running an interstellar or you know inception oh nice. uh, as this music hits so yeah i but i find i run slower with music uh, because i'm distracted so interesting uh, and i lose lose my kind of thought and my spotify also they, I, i'm gonna write to spotify and say that out of the months of from january through to october spotify shouldn't should recognize a christmas song okay. and not play it because <laughs> i was oh. running on sunday and i'd i'd been out for 6k so about 25 minutes and three christmas songs from all of my spotify <laughs> music played and i was like no and i, I couldn't change it because i was feeling really unfit so it wasn't getting opening my phone whilst running along and no way. skipping it so uh, <laughs> i was singing along to jingle bells or whatever it was and i was fuming <laughs> and it was 20 28 degrees and baking oh. hot you know so that would have to slow christmas music would slow me down so much i feel like yeah I, yeah. yeah i feel like if I, christmas music came on i would fall over <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i i'm sort of with you tom I, I i like to listen to like all kinds of music whatever music makes me feel good generally even if it's not mm. like a fast tempo like what you'd think of as running music um i'm all about it although recently i have tried dave's technique of um Dave's shared that he, he feels faster when he listens to music that um, he used to be really into when he was younger and like speedier okay. um, and sort of like, yeah. you know, evoke that, the, the mental trigger or something. So I've, I've, I've tried some uh, Nirvana, which was a big band and oh, nice, uh, yeah. in, in my youth. And, and I've been, I've been liking that recently as a, as a running, running music. Oh, okay. I guess if it triggers something that reminds you of a good time, you're naturally in a better mood and you're probably going to run better. And that. But I remember listening to some music before I'd race and it would always be pretty calming or if, if like really depressing sort of music, but it just takes you into a total, mm -hmm. I would get myself into a real good mental state there. And it wasn't so much about what was the, the lyrics. It was just the calming yeah, yeah. music. And then, and then as soon as the gun goes, it's just, you're in a, yeah, you're, it's all out war. That's awesome. I always thought they should play music like more at sports, you know, like I, uh, <laughs> The first time I saw my my father after like the pandemic and lockdown, you know, you didn't see people for a long time. We played tennis and um, we put on a Viagra Boys album, <laughs> and mostly inspired okay. because of, because of the song Sports. Um, if, I don't know if you know it, but uh, but it, but we listened to the whole album and it was kind of awesome. <laughs> nice, yeah. yeah. No, I've never yeah. heard that before, but yeah, great. If yeah. It works. It works. <laughs> it works. Yeah, it worked. It worked for tennis. I don't know if it worked for running. Maybe I'll test it out before the next episode, so we could, yeah. yeah, we could get back to that one and not be accidentally recommending things that are that would hinder your performance, like Christmas music. Okay, I think we are just about running out of time. We have a we have a countdown here, but uh, yeah, T Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Um, anything anything you want to say to our listeners before we before we bid you farewell? No, no, just thank you for having me, and uh, yeah, keep. Uh doing what you're doing you seem to be doing great things uh, and i think community sport is so so important and having other people involved regardless of how good you are slow you are fast whatever it's about celebrating each other's achievements is so good and i'm just learning that now and i'm starting to appreciate sport for what it should be which is fun fitness um going your own pace and, and just enjoying it and always try something new if i never tried race walking then my life wouldn't have been here so uh, I think my message to people keep saying yes, no matter where you are at life, you know, awesome. just keep, keep going. We love that. That's perfect. That's perfectly aligned with our, our values here. And yeah, we look, we look awesome. forward, we look forward to hearing uh, how the community mile goes for you on September 12th. 
and uh, and updating yeah. our listeners with that. I'll, I'll stick on my social media. Awesome. Thank you, Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks, guys. This is the Power Motion Picnic Hour. Wow, that was amazing. What a talk. Thank you. Thank you again so much, Tom, for coming on and talking with us. Yes, thank you, Tom. Um, I mean, this is really just it's been a it's been a weeks long development going back to our first special guest and uh, the fact that Tom is is able to to join us at the Community Mile, um, put in a self reported remote time from from uh, from England, um, attempt to beat his own race walking mile time while running. Uh, in fact, this was a, a question uh, from the mailbag a few weeks back. And uh, to my surprise, he's not sure if he's going to be able to do it. So this Which, is going to be a really interesting race. The The community mile was already very exciting. And now there's even more on the line. There's skin in the game, as the kids like to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'm not sure if 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 Bobo's has UK distribution, but we'll we'll try to figure out a, a way to make sure he he ends up with uh, with one of the coveted um, free Bobo's as as advertised. Yeah, um, it's, it's an interesting wrinkle in the ongoing uh, Bobo's relationship, possible future sponsorship discussion, and I guess uh, now all I'd say to Bobo's is your move, <laughs> your move, Bobo's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so. Let's see what else is uh, is going on. I guess I guess uh, as the community wraps up their training for the community mile, maybe maybe do you want to talk about a little bit about without getting into the strategy? We know that we know now that this has been something you're holding back and will be be unleashing uh, on the Lindsay uh, racetrack come Tuesday. But but how's uh, how's training for the mile been going? Uh, yeah, so yeah, I do have a strategy that I'm not going to reveal. But training's been pretty good. I've 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 been running outside shorter distances although not that short but i've done a couple 5k to four mile distances in the oppressive new york heat so i've been mm. i've been training um for the weather more than for the distance um heat training heat training and i've also you know there's gonna be a bit of unpredictability at the community mile since it is a, a gorilla event <laughs> it is yeah not officially sanctioned by any uh city government or oat bar organization or anyone else just old school running around yeah not um the the times unfortunately will not go into the what is it the usatf uh database so if if, if anyone does happen to to you know make a record of, of in any of the categories unfortunately it's it's it'll have to stand as unofficial eligible uh in the category of local lore only local lore only but i did train for the, the unpredictability a bit because during my last two runs by the hudson i did run out onto the little island oh yeah. tell us tell us about it what, what were your impressions it's great uh, i mean i went you know midweek around lunchtime so it, there were a lot of tourists there but not as many as usual um, the little island's kind of a good place to add into a little run because it is uh, right. Yeah, because it's 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 a hill. It's I didn't know a that hill. A yeah. hill. So I, I ran up to the top and I ran and just through that middle of my run, and my run's pretty flat, so it needed something like that. The second time I did it, I noticed that there's two hills there. Oh yeah, ran up the, you can sort of wend your way through the little island. So I did two of them, and actually, there's actually three hills there. So next time, I'm going to try to run all three hills around Little Island. Um, but yeah, I kind of had to really, really make some moves around, you know, the the Italian tourists and the and the Swedish tourists, yeah, and the Chinese tourists, or whoever who I don't know who was there. I was moving too fast to stop and ask them where they were visiting from. 
runner coming through yeah uh, on your left I, um, I know i had to try to remember how to say on your left in as many languages as i could yeah well that's great i think it would be amazing for you to do some some like serious hill interval sort of repeat style workouts at the little island as everybody else is is touristing and and you're just you're just the local crush crushing yeah. the local hill <laughs> i'm gonna keep doing it until they ask me to stop coming uh yeah. is my plan because there are there are people working there in there i think in some kind of city uniform who is that local crusher um yeah. so this this does remind me of a couple things actually too so um in the world of fkt's fastest known times um there's this guy jordan fields bit of a local legend uh in the new england area and he's set a number of like the most prominent sort of fkt routes in northern new england so things like he held the 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 Prezi Traverse for a while, I believe. He holds the uh the Pemi loop, which is which is a monster, although like there was a technicality that sort of made it supported versus unsupported. There's it's a whole crazy world, FKT world. Um, but he's he's in recent, you know, years or months, whatever it is, he's kind of pulled back from the idea of going, you know, for sort of these official you know, documented records. And uh, he ran something recently called the Dartmouth 50 Hanover. And, uh, you know, the listener can can look it up to, to see the exact route, but it's a 50 mile route. Um, Dartmouth students do it every year, I guess. It's just like, really, it's like, it's like seeped in local lore. And there are these like, you know, talks of people having done it in certain times, like in the seventies and stuff. And so he he went and did this, but um, has chosen just to not not make the time official, not like you know. And, and he sort of I thought it was a cool a cool attitude to say kind of like, who am I to say this was the fastest time when this has only been a recent thing to start yeah. tracking it like this? So who knows? I, I, I thought the I thought it was pretty cool for somebody that hardcore and that good of a runner to to sort of you know abandon like it's like it's like the next step. Um, you know, past the type of running we've been talking about recently, which is just doing it for fun, not doing it for stats, like moving away from Strava, all that. So, so yeah. good for Jordan. And I'm gonna I'm gonna adopt that same approach with the Community Mile if my plan doesn't go according to plan. <laughs> I will also not be reporting. No, I'll I'll report no matter what. Um, but yeah, that no, that is exciting to hear. You know, there was no video of Wilt Chamberlain's 100 point game. Right. Right. So so yeah there's just I, I love that so much there's just a picture of him holding a piece of paper that they wrote 100 on long <laughs> like, live long live the lore when we when we stopped paying our rss subscription the the whole community the whole power motion picnic hour will just be be a legend uh in the world of podcasting for a long time um our college radio station which i won't name that used to host the original live terrestrial music completely music based version of the power motion picnic hour they had all of our playlists listed that and they, they were up for years wow I, I used to go back sometimes and look at it and um but that it got taken down i don't i don't know when i i don't know 10 years ago or something so that's also just local legend and local lore and if somebody tells you they know what we played on you know on uh, uh march 12th 2002 you just gotta take them at their word yeah yeah for all we know, that could have been the the night that we put on the Langley School's music project on repeat and went back to one of our dorm rooms to listen to it. We, yeah, we wanted to listen to this. That was actually maybe the, maybe the best, you know, in the local lore 
edition of Power Motion Picnic Hour episodes. The best one was the one where we went home That's and listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, we just put it on autopilot. It was a great episode. It was a good episode. Yeah. Um, uh, and that even might be our an impromptu song of the week um, from the, Lang- the Langley School <laughs> Music Project, Innocence and Despair. Yes. Great, al- great album yes. title. Uh, nice job which, with the subtitle. Which song should we include? I kind of like, uh, I always like Desperado. Desperado. Why don't you come to your senses? If you're Desperado is pretty classic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like there's some really good, slightly out of sync drumming throughout the album, but especially maybe on that one, because the the pace is such that it's 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 really like uh really stands out. Um what's the uh the major tom? What's the yeah, the space actual... oddity? Space oddity, that's a good one. I was thinking um, of that one, and I think good vibrations, maybe. Yep, yep. Um and uh yeah. And of course, the long and winding road. Uh, <laughs> since I am wearing my wings shirt this week, oh I, yes, I, I bought in uh, in I did buy it in Liverpool, and this one goes out to you know Tom and all the other Everton supporters out there. Were and you I, were you wearing it specifically in honor of Tom, or was that just a coincidence? Just grabbed it, <laughs> just grabbed it off the shelf when I woke up. So didn't even think about it. Just serendipitous would be the word. I wear this um, shirt like three days a week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah high high probability serendipity i guess would be remiss as a popular running podcast to not just give a quick breakdown as as other trail running focused podcasts um have done well well ahead of whenever this episode will be released but just a quick utmb recap to say huge congrats to courtney dewalter for her her triple play or hat trick or whatever yep. you want to call it um first uh, at Western States, Hard Rock, and now UTMB first ever, you know, I don't see that happening again anytime soon until the next Courtney comes around. So that's just an, an absolutely outstanding athletic accomplishment. Uh, Jim probably, Walms, I, yeah, I was, was going to say, I'm probably the greatest athletic accomplishment with an inseam that long since something from the NBA 20 years ago. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Jim Walmsley, first American man to win the UTMB hundred miler and he worked very hard. He actually moved to France and has been training there with, with uh, legendary Francois Dane for the past several years. And he's had many attempts that have all gone, you know, sideways or poorly in, in one way or another. And uh, so such just a hard earned accomplishment um, for Jim and a shout out to power motion picnic hour, uh, favorite Katie Scheid, last year's hundred miler winner uh, for her 50k second place. Um, just remarkable, uh, re- remarkable. What's the what's the word we're we're looking for here? But the ability to run sort of those those two distances, 50k being short in that world, all the way up to hundred miler at you know podium pace is 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 remarkable. It's great versatility, and I, I would versatility, you know, and I would I would be, be remiss I think if I didn't say that some credit goes to the amazing strength uh 
created by our community here. And yes. That's yes. That's how our motion picture go. I don't want to take too much credit. No, uh, but but it's worth noting. Yeah. Just a, just a footnote. Um, yeah, I think I think that's probably just about it, right? Uh, yeah, I think we got a lot more to cover next week. I think our next pod will be coming. Uh, well, it's, it will certainly be released at, uh, after the community mile takes place. So we'll have a lot to talk about then. But but for this week, I mean, Tom was was the the highlight, um, one of the highlights of the podcast uh, history, our our, our storied uh, twenty three year history of the Power Motion yep. Picnic Hour, best um, episode since Langley School. That's right. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, hope hope everyone enjoyed. Thank you again, Tom. Yeah, and yeah, thank you, Tom. Every everyone else, uh, don't forget to sign up online for the the Community Mile, uh, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time, September twelfth, the John Lindsay track, and also anywhere else you want to do it. And please mm-hmm. report report your times and, and report your level of enjoyment, so we can find out how much how much fun you had, and, and we'll tell you how much fun we had as well. It'd be uh, so fun opening the mailbag uh, afterwards. Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait to hear how much fun um the the brand ambassadors at, at bobo had bobo's had so <laughs> looking forward to hearing from them and everyone else as well until next time onward Special guest. I am British. This is the Power Motion Pick.